A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. In distress, Jeremiah raised his voice to the Lord. O Lord, you have enticed me, and I was enticed. You have overpowered me, and you have prevailed. I have become a laughingstock all day long. Everyone mocks me, for I hear many whispering. Terror is all around. Denounce him. Let us denounce him. All my close friends are watching for me to stumble. Perhaps he can be enticed, and we can prevail against him and take our revenge on him. But the Lord is with me like a dread warrior. Therefore, my persecutors will stumble, and they will not prevail. They will be greatly shamed, for they will not succeed. Their eternal dishonor will never be forgotten. O Lord of hosts, you test the righteous. You see the heart and the mind. Let me see your retribution upon them. For to you I have committed my cause. Sing to the Lord, praise the Lord, for he has delivered the life of the needy from the hands of evildoers. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In my distress I called upon the Lord, and he heard my voice. In my distress I called upon the Lord, and he heard my voice. I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock my fortress, and my deliverer, my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge. In my distress I called upon the Lord, and he heard my voice. The Lord is my shield and the source of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so I shall be saved from my enemies. In my distress I called upon the Lord, and he heard my voice. The cords of death encompassed me, the torrents of perdition assailed me. The cords of Sheol entangled me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress I called upon the Lord, and he heard my In my distress I called upon the Lord, to my God I cried for help. From his temple he heard my voice, 
and my cry to him reached his ears. In my distress I called upon the Lord, and he heard my Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. Your words, Lord, are spirit and life. You have the words of everlasting life. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, King of endless glory. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. The Jews took up stones to stone him. Jesus replied, I've shown you many good works from the Father. For which of these are you going to stone me? The Jews answered, It is not for a good work that we are going to stone you, but for blasphemy, because you, though only a human being, are making yourself God. Jesus answered, Is it not written in your law, I said, you are gods. If those to whom the word of God came were called gods, and the scripture cannot be annulled, can you say that the one whom the Father has sanctified and sent into the world is blaspheming because I said, I am God's son? If I am not doing the works of my Father, then do not believe me. But if I do them, even though you do not believe me, Believe the works, so that you may know and understand that the Father is in me, and I am in the Father. Then they tried to arrest Jesus again, but he escaped from their hands. He went away again across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptizing earlier, and he remained there. Many came to Jesus, and they were saying, John performed no sign, but everything that John said about this man was true, and many believed in him there. The Gospel of the Lord. Once again, we ask your kind prayers for the repose of the souls of Cristiano Lopez, whose funeral mass will be celebrated at 11 o'clock this morning, and Bob Brown, whose funeral mass will be celebrated at 11 o'clock on Tuesday morning. 
And again, remember that at the end of Mass today, the Blessed Sacrament will be exposed in the monstrance on the altar for adoration until 9.30 a.m. And during the time of the adoration, the opportunity for the Sacrament of Reconciliation will be provided in the confessional room. It's pretty much the common understanding that of all of the Old Testament prophets, the one who seems to most resemble Jesus is Jeremiah, because he suffered so much and so obviously as he accompanied his people into their exile and suffered so much as he proclaimed the warnings of the Lord and was treated dreadfully and shamefully for doing so. So in all those aspects, he, like many other figures in the Old Testament, but maybe in a very particular way, seemed to foreshadow the persecution and the suffering that Jesus himself would undergo for our sake. Jeremiah was not above railing against the Lord sometimes, lamenting that he had been put in this position, lamenting that he was that one who seemed to have been entranced and finally trapped, swallowed up by God's word, that he couldn't resist, that like a fire burning within him, he just simply had to proclaim. But he counted on this one who had called him to be with him in his distress, to deliver him, and to give him courage and strength to be that wall of brass that he had been told he would be right from the beginning, right when he first tried to demure from becoming a prophet of the Lord on the grounds that he was too young and inexperienced and no one would believe him and no one would listen to him. He tried very much to depend on the Lord and in his distress, as we heard in our responsorial psalm, to call upon the Lord and he knew that his voice would be heard by the one who was sustaining him. We don't get a tremendous amount of insight into the inner workings of Jesus' own struggle. Probably the single place where we hear of that the most, and everybody immediately thinks of that, is the agony in the garden, where he did, in fact, say... If it would be the will of his heavenly father, take this cup away from him, but not my will, but thine be done. But there aren't many other places where Jesus reveals inner struggle that in his human nature he may very well have been undergoing. And you certainly don't get very much experience of that when you read John's gospel, where Jesus always seems to be completely in command and in charge and is constantly stressing that he and the Father are in absolute communion and unity. I only do what the Father tells me. The Father is in me and I am in the Father. The Father and I are one. These are the kinds of things that enraged his opponents when he said these things because they seemed like sheer blasphemy. But we know that there is no other way to describe 
the relationship between Jesus and the Father. They are indeed one. And the Holy Spirit, one with them and proceeding from them to fill our own hearts so that we might be able to endure our sufferings with courage and carry the cross with Jesus. So let us constantly turn to Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in that awesome unity which draws us into its very heart so that no matter what we have to endure for the sake of our faith in Christ, we will never lose courage, never lose hope, and never lose the energy to move forward with the Lord through suffering, through death, to the glories of endless resurrection and life.